0: United States Armed Forces and all who served in them. God bless those wonderful people. Amen. Thank you, United States soldiers. I grew up with a U.S. soldier. I grew up watching the young. and I have two sons who now serve. And every time I see Memorial Day now and I watch those painful videos, I can't help but think of my son serving in those uniforms and being loaded to those graves and coming back in those metal coffins. God bless the United States soldiers and what you guys do for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for our soldiers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are still free because of what they do for us. We forget about that. We forget about it because we've lived in comfort and peace. We argue over politics. We argue over semantics. We argue over wokeness. We argue over who's going to be offended. And we forget that it's the U.S. soldier that keeps us free. It's the U.S. soldier that keeps Russia from coming in here, from China from coming in here, from North Korea from coming in here. God bless those U.S. soldiers. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever look down on them or think that they're not worth or they don't understand something. They are doing a job that we can't even begin to understand or comprehend. They protect our home. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do not forget our soldiers when you pray. Do not forget our Navy when we pray. Do not forget the Marines. Don't forget the Air Force. Don't forget the Coast Guard. Don't forget the United States Armed Forces. And while you at it, don't forget the United States, period. God knows our administration needs all the prayer it can get. Pray for them. Don't ever forget them. And don't ever stop praying. Because prayer, governs the of nations. If I I believe that one powerful church, even for just three people, can change the destiny of the nation. I believe that three people who gather together in His name, He will be there with them, and if they all three sincerely, truly agree, then they can change the course of nation. Why? Because my God says there were two or three gathered in His name agrees He will do it for now. Don't ever forget that. Pray for our country. Pray for our people. Pray for our nation. Pray for our administration and pray for our armed forces. Well, good morning. Woo-hoo. Let me tell you, we love our soldiers here in Mark's Navigate Baptist Church. We love our police. We love our firefighters. We love our first responders and hopefully we love our preachers. Amen. That means amen in the Baptist Church. <laughs> well, I love you too. My goodness, what is happening here at the Baptist Church, the first thing I want to say is if you're visiting with us, we want to welcome you this morning. As you we'll start, little are card you'll find in front of you. Place it in our place and come around so we can have a breakfast with you. We appreciate that. If you're joining us online this morning, we also want to welcome you as you consider right with us here in the sanctuary. Experience what God is doing. Come and be a part. What God is doing at Robinson Baptist Church. Let me tell you, you can watch it online all you want to, you can laugh all you want to, you can rejoice with us all you want to. But until you're here, feeling God's Spirit touching you, you're missing out on what God is doing. Come on and be a part of what Father of God is doing here at Robinson Abbey Baptist Church. Well then, we have a lot of things coming up. For those of you that helped out, and those of you that participated in our Italian fundraiser tonight, we want to say thank you. God bless you. Esther for a wonderful, wonderful meal. Let's give Esther and those that worked in the kitchen a wonderful round of applause. God bless you in that. That was a fundraiser for our Operation Christmas Child Shipping, and it was a successful night. Let me tell you, I could not stop eating chicken alfredo, praise God. It was good, very good. I did not get a chance to have it in the though, but Betsy was able to secure a, a spoonful of the saucepan. Wonderful, wonderful time. Great time of fellowship there. Thank you for that. For all of you that participated helped, prayed for, and showing up in fellowship with us. God bless you in that. Yeah. All right, we're still having our rent to youth program going on. And so I believe we have another one coming up on Saturday. Is that right, Brandon? Maybe some more on Friday. So uh, be in prayer for those things and pray for our youth it. What the rent to youth? Kids that they go to youth camp. So they're going to two youth camps this year. The other one's coming up very soon, just around the corner, around the middle of June. And so they'll be leaving out there. The boys and the girls will be leaving out. So uh, please be in prayer for them. And the next one, actually, one they're raising funds for is coming up in July. So be in prayer for them for that as well. All right. Uh, I think that's Got that right. You drive in coming up Wednesday, we'll June the 1st, or meet in the parking lot at 6 p.m. truck. Be there, be square, and uh, don't get left the time. 6 p.m. truck. And then a reminder that we have a little change there uh, on the schedule of uh, parking for this. I'm the one who's assuming the prayer garden. Of the announcements at Rockford Avenue Baptist Church. Don't we'll forget tonight, we still will have service at 6 p.m. So come and be a part of that. You don't want to miss that sermon. We will look uh, at the book of Proverbs. We'll continue the study we began in there. We looked at three heroes a couple of weeks ago. Well, tonight we will look at three villains. So come and be a part of that in the book of Proverbs. Also remind you that fire Practice today is 4 30. And uh, Wednesday night, we will have Bible study here come and be a part of that. Uh wanna remind you guys that lady Bible study meets Tuesday mornings at nine thirty. You can come and be a part of that or at six thirty PM you a part of that as well. And then Bible study Thursday nights at six thirty. I think that is it for our announcement and all that's coming up real quick. So uh, we've had a very re- very busy month to we'll be in prayer about what's coming up next month. Just gently next Sunday we'll be observing the Lord's Supper. So please prayerfully start giving your heart That worship service. All right. So, unless there's another announcement I may have forgotten, let's go to the Lord in prayer. After we pray, please rise and welcome one another. Father, I come As we make our way back to our seats, I do have a few more announcements I need to share with you that brought to my attention that I left out. Number one, I forgot to mention our baby bottle boomerang, which is out in front. So some of you have already taken some of those bottles. Uh, what you do is you get one, you sign a little paper out front on the honor system, take one, sign it out. There's a place to put the number of the bottle you take, we can just put that there, and you fill it up with loose change or cash, or checks, so whatever you want to put in it. And every penny of that, every bit of it, 100 percent of it goes to support the Hope Pregnancy Foundation, which is just down the road there, and it goes and helps reach out to ladies who have experienced pregnancy who don't know what to do, or a woman who's coming about questions. And, and so what it does is Horses. So definitely a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Please pray it still being be a part of that. You get your bottle, you bring it back. My Father's Day, that's the day we're supposed to bring them back in and turn them in. And so you can still have time to do this. There's still plenty of bottles out there. Get one. Bring it home. Fill it up. Bring it back. You can give it to Monica. You can give it to me. Or you can leave them right there by the display that we have out there. And Monica already has one. And we will bring it to the office as soon as you see them and get your credit. All right. The second thing I need to bring to your attention is Vacation Bible School itself. As you know, we are currently registering for that. There are registration forms out front in the foyer. If you want to grab some, take them with you. Bring that up there. That's going to happen uh, June 9th through the twelfth through the sixteenth. Thank you. June twelfth to the sixteenth, and that's going to be from five to about eight o'clock. So it's going will be a part of that. We had our last VBS workshop a Saturday or so ago. So please start praying about that. We are expecting a lot of crowd this year, and the more kids come, the better it is. If you've got some that want to come, please, get them registered and get them here. We want to minister to them, and we want to bring Great Kids school to them, we want them to have the greatest time always. Now, uh, our theme this year is uh, monumental, so we're going to ask you to be a part of that. Now, if you don't want to come out of office and get a registration form, you can go to the church website, and you can print from a picture there, screenshot there, or you can by next year we'll have protected the online registration what working on that. So pray for us in that as well. All right. With that being said, I'm going okay. turn I've noticed they let the trap here for me. This is their way of saying, you will stay behind that pulpit. You know, it's impossible, though. can't help it, guys. I can't. I want to confess something to you, and I need to understand this. I know what He did for me. And I know what He did and the price He paid for me. And because of that, grateful For what he's done for me, I cannot help but worship him. I cannot help bring him glory in everything I do. If you have your Bible with you this morning, complete to Acts, to Acts chapter 12. So I'm going to tell you when one change. to reach out and break the chains of some of you. Know, the problem is, sometimes we like to lay down on top of the chain and say, God, deliver me, but I want to be in the way with the place. We want to keep God from cutting that chain sometimes. I like to call it the yoga yo effect. You ever heard that before, Pastor? Pastor says, we bring it to the cross and we leave it there. And we kind of think to it as we walk it into the cross and put it back on. the wheel of Our first example this morning will be One more important than the other. we take a look at him and his instance in change, this form. And incidentally, what collection would be complete without Peter? That being said, let's go to the, of the Father, we come to now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. Would you speak to us as we open our hearts, Lord we'll Jesus, as we to your word? I pray, Lord God, you send your spirit, your Holy Spirit, Lord, to expand your heart in this room. And to those, Lord, who Father God, that if they need to come to know you, that they would be that day. If they need to have chains broken, they would be that day. If they need, Father God, to get their heart right with you, would let today. killed by the government. That's the United States government got us the business of modern. Let me tell you, that is what has just begun. At the time of grieving, James has been killed. Like I said, in fact the Bible doesn't be killed with the sword. It just might be a picture of wrong stand. We think that this is an enemy army rising up in the midst of us to take over and to run and rule the world. And we've got to defeat this soldier while we still can't. Thought, politicians never do anything unless the people like it. You know what I mean? If the people don't like it, then they stop doing it immediately. Isn't it funny? They'll pull a the political stunt and they'll turn around and say, You don't like that? Oh, you didn't like that? I won't do that anymore. Oh, you didn't like that? I'll do it from now on to the day. The Holy Spirit reached out and spoke to Luke as he wrote the book of Acts. And I love the word that is used there in verse 1. Herod stretched out his hand to harass the you know that all the devil has the power to do. Amen. He can harass us. He can irritate us. I want you to remember that the gates of hell have already been defeated. It will never prevail against God's church. It can only harass us. It can only irritate us. It can only be like a tickle on us. It can only be a bug bite. It can't ever defeat us. The problem is, as most of the time when the devil bites up, that's the only thing we had to do. And about that time, Herod the King, During the days of unleavened bread directly after the Passover. In verse 4. So when he had his, arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers. Translation 16. soldiers. Four squads of soldiers. The squads built up before, and so we have four times four, 16 soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant heir was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter Between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were was Peter in the prison. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, "Arise quickly!" And his chain fell off. Chain. Remember, the Apostle Peter was in prison and chained. Remember, the title of this morning's message is "Chains." And right now, if we read through Acts chapter 12. They're supposed to be hurting. They're supposed to be questioning. They're supposed to be on their knees saying, God, how come you didn't intervene? God, how come you didn't do something? God, how come you didn't stop them from killing James or imprisoning Peter? It ought to because that's the exact same attitude the church today has. When something bad happens, to God's people, or God forbid something bad happened in Uvalde, Texas. That's the first thing we do is start saying, God, where are you? And God, what did you do? And God, how come you allowed this to happen? And you know what? The church is doing the same thing here. Lord, where were you? And the Bible tells us in verse 1, they began to pray. And that's the first thing we need to learn this morning. When we end up with change in our hearts, change in our lives, change in our soul, change in our supposed to be really. It was supposed to be defeated. It was a time of grieving. It was a time of them wondering, God, what are you doing? Oh, but not this little church. This little church had something else in mind. Like other entities that grown had faith, the church was supposed to disperse quietly the leadership of God. James is gone. Peter is gone. is God Almighty. And Rome is going to find this path. If you can kill Christians, but you can't kill God. You can reach out and harass Christians, but you can't stop the Holy Spirit. I want you to know there's a spiritual truth that is given inside of the picture of persecution. And that's something that I think all of us need to learn. And here it is. When the church is persecuted, we become passion Did you hear me on that? When the church is persecuted, We get impassioned. That means that when we start suffering for what we believe, we actually start living out what we believe. When the government tells us we can't say it, we should be saying it with the top of our lungs, at the top of every mountain, on the top of every rooftop, and everywhere, every agenda, every place we could be. When the government says it's illegal, we should stand up and say, we would rather go against you than against God Almighty. Change is supposed to restrain us, aren't they? But in Christianity, change don't restrain, chains free They free up something inside the church. It's supposed to be a restraining picture. It's supposed to say, look, the church is captured. The church has been crippled. The church is in prison. But you know what? Change don't stop God from moving. Change free something inside of God. Let's look again at verse 5. Peter was therefore. Awful smell. You know, Peter grew up Jewish. And let me tell you something about Jewish people, like it or not, they believed in washing. Like this. They were like, oh, I'm washing my stinky other arms. And Peter had to be right next to him. Can you imagine that? It took a lot of prayer to go to sleep that night. <laughs> Peter was therefore kept in prison. But God plans the Bible says. was awesome. Supposed to be doing. The Bible tells us in verse 5 they made constant prayer. And you need to start looking at the very first point in our lives. If you have change in your life, then we need to start having constant prayer from your church. I love the picture there, the church started praying. You got a change in your heart, it's time that you involve the church. Don't keep it to yourself. Get with your deacons. Get with your pastor. Give your Sunday school teachers. And let me tell you, the power of prayer is amazing. The power of prayer has never truly been tried. We've never found out how far it can go. You know what? Because there's no limit to what God can do. You've got change in your life. And it's time to start praying about it. Peter had change in his life. Not just change. He had Roman soldiers in his life. None of us have ever been there. Think we do, but not a lot of us have it that bad. You get a Roman soldier in your life, you got problems. You got troubles. I love the Apostle Paul. He lives in house and rest with Roman soldiers and does just fine. How many of us can live like that? I know people near and dear to my heart that can't live more than a week with an Church. I know people who love their families, but when their children come back home, they're like, Wait for them to go back. That's their own children. Paul had to live with Roman Soldiers. Peter in prison with Roman soldiers. Have you got change in your life? Constant prayer from your church is what you need. Don't be bashful, don't be afraid. Reach out and start praying. Find somebody who will pray with you. Find a Sunday school class that will pray with you you and because you asked him to. And watch what God does because our God is still in the prayer answering business. Not only is he in the prayer answering business, he's in the miracle business. Not only is he in the miracle business, but there is nothing that's impossible for those who believe in him. If you've got change in your life, you need constant prayer from your church. I love the fact that the church started praying when Peter got arrested. They started praying. I wonder what would have happened if they started praying when James got killed. I wonder if they took that sword and tried to run him through. It would have just bent up. Perhaps it is mysteriously missed. Ask them, I can't stand this guy because prayer is the answer. Look at me in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. The Bible says, "Pray without ceasing." This is the Apostle Paul. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church there when they're talking about what's going to happen at the end of the world. I love the book of Thessalonians. Paul answers that. He actually tells them. I talked to these things early on in Christianity, and he answers their questions. And then he reminds them in five seventeen, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't get caught up into how close Jesus is. Get caught up into how close you are to Jesus. James 5, 16 tells us, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, listen this, right here. The effective, perfect prayer of a righteous man availeth. About you you call me on the phone and say, I need prayer. We're praying right then and right there. You stop me in the hallway here at this church. Say, Pastor, can we pray? We're praying right now. Confess your testimony. would happen to our nation when that evil gunman walked in that school door and shot 19 innocent babies in New Texas. I wondered if the church would start praying, or if the church would start saying, or if the church would sit back and say, glad it was ill, but not me. I wondered if there would be a revival. I wondered if there would be a renewed cry for righteousness in our nation. I want you to know that if we can learn anything from the Robb independent school district or from Evaldi, it's this, that the government cannot be trusted to protect your children. You've got to do that. You've got to raise them. You've got to protect them. You've got to bless them. And you've got to look after them. And you've got to teach them to pray. The church has got to start praying. And we've got to pray after For our nation, I love the red ever want to see a Baptist preacher come close, come close to losing his fool, put that jumper on the ground. There'd be trouble up in here. Quick, if you read it out in the papers, short fat Baptist preacher gets mad. Sure does. Disrespect that plan. My father fought for that. I wore uniforms for that flag. Half of our congregation served honorably because they love this blessed country. There is none other in the world like the United States of America. Not one. Why? Because we are a praying people, a praying church, and somewhere down the line, we forgot that we got to keep on praying. We think the job is done. Wrong. It's just begun. If we're having mass shootings again, we need to get back into praying. If we are having... Immorality, we know it should have been. What a clue we had when men stood up and said, I'm really a woman. We should start praying. Somebody go like this. What a clue we had when people stood up and said, I think I'm a woman. I don't know what restroom to use. Well, let me pray you into some common sense, buddy. We need to get honey. then. Instead of saying, Well, we don't want to offend anybody, where would we be? For, for His beautiful, wonderful, imaginable name. Where would we be if Peter and John said, well, we don't want to offend anybody. Well you were surprised if there was somebody you. Especially when it's done in the right way. So, Pastor, I folks enjoy it. Forgive you. To a moving position, from a position that reaches out into this dying world and brings the gospel to dying people, that loves everybody but preaches to everybody. It doesn't accept everybody because it expects everybody to be changed by the gospel. Let me tell you, our God is good. He's good. And let me tell you, not only is He good, church, He is faithful. Not only is He faithful, he is true. Let's look at our second example of this morning. Look at me, please, in Acts 26, verses 24 to 29. We're talking about change. You've got the change in your life. you got change, you to start praying. Prayer is what you need to do. And let me tell you something. Prayer isn't a God. If you hear me, well, I'm done praying. Prayer is a oh, God, I need you. God, speak to me. God, I want to keep talking until I hear from you. Prayer is... Say Paul's sermon, the Paul's letter, I don't think there was any more elegant preaching than Paul. There was no more impassioned preaching. There was no more with great understanding of Paul except for Jesus. Paul was a critical preacher. He was before. Be bewildered, I don't All do and made a cripple realize that God Little thing to say, but I don't think it's the spirit. the spirit is what we're supposed to do is preach the gospel and preach the gospel and preach the gospel and preach the gospel. And while you're preaching the gospel, live out what you preach. preaching. Let me tell you, people won't. rimble before the power of God. When Festus heard it, Festus was bewildered and says, what do I do with this guy? emboldened us. Change bring out the evangelist in all of us. It's amazing to me how you can get the most meek and most mild missionary and put a spirit in front of him and threaten him of his life and he becomes the most emboldened preacher that the world has ever known. Why? Because change don't hinder us. Change emboldened us. Change don't stop us. Change free us. Change of what we're supposed to be. And you know what? Our God is a chain-breaking God. Amen? Chains break out the advantages. They bring it out in us, and in our hearts, and in our lives, and in our families. Do you remember the four Hebrew children? I love these guys. The Bible tells us, and I'm not going to read all the stories here, but I just want to look a little bit of it. Do you remember those four Hebrew children? Shadrach, and he's up in go. Do you remember them? The Bible says that they are t- Oh, Even though we might be going through fire, he will be with us, and we will come out without the smell of smoke on our garments. Yes, our God is good. children were all tied up, bound hand and foot, until they went into the fire. If our first point was that the church needs constant prayer, then surely the church also needs constant evangelism. Understand? The fourth person that was with them, the Son of God. And we need to show this dying world that we have a Savior. And He's come to us, He lives again, and He's coming back to take us home. Amen. We've noticed that those children were not He's defeated, but his he's is emboldened. And they come to us and try to tell us how we should think how we should feel what we should do and the church is supposed to have the mind of Christ we're supposed to know the will of God and we're supposed to have a double triple portion of the Holy Ghost some of, us need a of some of us need a revival in our lives we need to get back to being constantly in prayer and back to being constantly preaching everywhere we go you want to have a revival in your life start preaching at 7 11 you will have a revival. Right. I said, Pastor, I can't do that. It's the greatest formula will ever had. Preach in Walmart. Preach in to be Preach at Water Burger. He said, you ever done it? I Fifty. I have. He said, why Fifty? Because I want to go back to the one cup show, Paul refused to let the ungodly dictate reality to him. Do you hear what he said? Do you read what he said? He. Said, Jesus Christ for your sake. He doesn't say, I'm a prisoner of Rome. He says, I'm a prisoner of Jesus. The reality is that God's will will even, even, even go past the world's will. it will go past the Rome Rome's will. it will It'll go past anything. God's will to be done in all things for all people. And you don't get to dictate reality. God does. Because of that, Paul proclaims the truth to the Ephesians. I'm not a captain of the Rome. I'm not a captain of sin or the Caesar. I am a bond servant. If you read Greek right there, I'm a bond servant to Jesus Christ. What's the difference between a servant or a captive or a slave or a bondservant? servant? You want to know what a bond servant is? That's somebody who owes a debt that they are working out to ever pay. And what Paul is saying here is that I don't debt. I can never, ever, ever pay. I will work till the day I die. I will work till he takes me home. Why? Because he paid the debt I could not pay on the cross of Calvary. And because of that, I am a captive of Jesus Christ, not imperial Rome. I owe him. Word we didn't put the work in our mind. Paul refused to let the be dictated The church needs constant strength and the church needs constant evangelism. It needs to constantly reject the secular world. We don't allow the secular world to come in here and tell us you must make new sex happen. That'll be the day. I can't wait for someone to come up to me and say you gotta perform a same sex wedding. I'll be like, no. can't wait for that to happen. I can't wait for it. So, are you praying for that? No, not really. But so I know it's going to happen. You better have it. Happens. I was captured in the prison. And you know what they said to me? Pastor, you can't say homosexuality is sin. You know what I preach next Sunday? Homosexuality is a sin. They said, hey, you can't keep doing that. Work here. I was like, bye. Bye. Government cannot dictate what our Christianity Christianity dictates government does, and if we will become a constantly praying church, if we will become a constantly preaching church, and if we will refuse to accept secular reality, then we will change the destiny of a doomed nation. I could be an Islamic Christian. I about had a heart attack. I did. About a year ago, I contacted me and family business. said, You did the funeral for our father. Did you do the funeral for our mother. I'm sure I'd be honored to do that. She said, I'm going to come in and talk to you, Pastor. I always had no you, the red flags up to give myself last on you know, this the funeral as somebody who claimed to be a Christian Muslim. Let me tell you, that is the worst possible one you've ever had. That's about as bad as saying, I'm a vegan, but I eat for no one's What's wrong with these people? What's wrong with them? And you know, she came in and she said, hey, I want you to say this and this and this. I said, look, look, look. She said, Why not? I said, Because I'm a Christian, Christian, Christian. She said, well, What do you mean you can't say those things? I said, I don't believe it in all He said, Well, he realized. I tell you, after about two days of talking, I'd love to say, Thank you. You must say, I want God to forgive me, but I want you to know the gospel of Matthew tells us: if we don't forgive, neither will we be forgiven. You can't love. He showed us how to love. He showed us how to live victoriously. He showed us how to overcome the world. He showed us how to have the pleasing of the Father. He showed us how to be what He called us to be. If you love them, you will warn them. If you love people that are in a house that's burning down, you will knock on the door and say, Excuse me, that's the issue fire. If you don't love them, you'll walk on.